And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. It was very good. It was very good. And behold, it was very good. Hey! Hello, Hello everybody! everybody. Welcome We back. are here. We are officially recording. Hey, Shush, how are you? Yeah, I'm going okay. How are you, Dan? I'm good. I'm a bit, uh... I'm a bit sick today, but that's okay. Can't win them oh, all. Can't win them all. I'll hey, Dan. Yes, go. We have an epic episode coming up, don't we? We sure do. I think it's a first. I think it's a uh, seven it days is. podcast first. Who would have thought we're at the end of season two and we're still bringing firsts out? Look yes. Look at us go. And I'm actually really excited for how this goes. But <laughs> are you ready for this? Ready. I am Dan. I'm Shush, and today we have amazing guests. <laughs> Who are, can you say your name one by one? <laughs> See how you go. Sarah Green. <laughs> well done. Hey. hey. My drama. <laughs> yeah. I was being polite. Lachlan Walker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was so excited when we started. I realised we didn't talk about that with everyone. So that, that ended up better than expected. <laughs> Hello. So Sarah Green, Marge Rava, Lachlan Walker, how are we guys? Very good, thank you. Good. That's good. it. You guys just Very just good. jump in. It doesn't matter if you talk over each other. We, me great. and Shush just talk over okay. each other all the time anyway. It's all great. It's very true. <laughs> um, now, we're going to get into who you kind of are and where you're from and what you do. And we're going to unpack some big questions and solve all the world's issues. But first, we are going to do something called the Fast Five, where we're just going to ask some silly questions, and I want the first answer that you can think of. Are we good with that? Yep. Beautiful. Yep. All right. It's a Fast Five, it's a Fast Five, it's a Fast Five. It's a Fast Five, it's a... There are now 25 hours in a day. How do you spend your extra hour? Asleep. And in terms, oh, you oh, go boom. Sarah, we'll go Sarah, Marge, <laughs> Lachlan. I've just realised this is a new thing. <laughs> that was a quick right. answer, Sarah. Did Sarah go, was that sleep? Yeah. Um, sleep. Drink coffee. Drink mm. coffee, yeah. Um, uh, with my wife. Oh, that's Getting nice. brownie points over here. That's nice. <laughs> All right. My question. This is a bit revealing, but toilet paper over or under on the roll? Ooh. Over. Over every time. Over. Don't care. Okay. Says yeah. a lot about Without you, Without doubt, over. Has to <laughs> yeah. be over. Yeah, that's nice. Strong. Strong opinion. Um, okay. The third <laughs> question. What commercial jingle gets stuck in your head all the time? Okay, it's not a jingle, but it's a catchphrase. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Shut up and take my money from KFC. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah. You know, I actually don't really watch commercial TV, so Fair enough. I don't think I know any. <laughs> there was, there's one that tells you one three double one double six. What's that? Is that Pizza, Pizza Hut? Hut. Pizza Hut. I remember that one. Yeah. Very right. good. That's my favourite. Well, Sarah stole mine. Same, shut up and take my money. It's the same thing. I love it. <laughs> and I hate KFC. KFC. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly their marketing is very effective. 
All right, I've got one. This might take some imagination. If you were arrested with no explanation, what are your family members going to assume you were arrested for? This is being recorded, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Go on. (laughs) We don't judge here. Racketeering? I like that. It's a good word. Racketeering. Mostly because most people wouldn't know what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't really either. Um, mine would be sneaking over international borders, I reckon. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a good one. Without a passport. Sneaking. Only because I've done it before. <laughs> sneaking. <laughs> like on your tippy toes. Yes. <laughs> um, mine would probably be something to do with uh, um, driving and um, not being nice to some idiots on the road. Uh, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, 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 relatable. Uh, okay, and for our fifth, we're up to yes. five already. Yes. Oh, gosh, look at us go. I think it's the fastest fast five we've ever had. Um, for our fifth and final question, this one comes from one of our uh, listeners, the legendary Steve, who asks, well, he says he's been an avid listener for seven days. Oh, yes, good, good avid listener. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he says, what's your go-to Uber Eats order? Mine has recently changed. Okay. So recently we've had a new burger joint open up quite close to my house, but I still mm-hmm. don't want to walk there or drive my car. <laughs> yes. So burger o'clock, <clears throat> thank you very much for your existence in my life. It's brought me a lot of joy. But coincidentally, we're actually sponsored by burger o'clock. Mm. Uh, no, no, we're not. <laughs> Marge, <laughs> but we if should. you better burger o'clock, you'd like to sponsor us. That'd be great. So I must be lame because not only do I not watch TV, but I don't use Uber Eats. <laughs> is that because you live just, really far away? I think away? it's because Tasmania is so, like, small that, um, like, I'm driving home like you're driving past all the food, yeah, like, it's like you can walk everywhere. I don't know. I literally don't do Uber Eats, so sorry. That's okay. That's very wholesome of you. You're a bit of a buzzkill, Marge. No, TV. Am I I still a real person? (laughs) (laughs) We we do menu log, uh, Mm. and that would be uh, there's a pizza pizza joint near us, and Jordan and I would uh, get out two particular pizzas: a a vegetarian and a chicken chicken and barbecue. So that'd be us. Love it. Lovely. I love the specific order in that as well. Like it's not even just yeah, the yeah. place. It's like this is it. No, nah, that's it. <laughs> that's all we get. <laughs> well, well done, guys. Well done. Fast Amazing. five over. You survived it. <laughs> Woohoo! We can wrap this thing up now. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, we're done. It's a fast five. It's a fast five. So what I think would be good is if you could kind of introduce who you are, where you're from, and I guess what you do slash why you're here in some aspect. Uh, Is that enough information? Yeah, you can just tell me if I don't answer questions. Yeah, yeah, we'll just bump in if we need to. Great. Yeah, give people an overview of yourself. I am Sarah. I live in Adelaide. Mm. I've only ever lived like two suburbs away from each other my entire life. So oh, in the wow. north of Adelaide. Why am I here? Because you asked me if I could help you and I said, <laughs> yes, Daniel. Yeah, uh, thanks for that. <laughs> you're very welcome. 
so normally I work for Rev Church, so core um, in the northeast and north corridor of Adelaide. I work with Daniel's brother Nathan and Daniel and his family come to our church. But I'm currently on mat leave with my very small child that makes cat noises. Mm. <laughs> so first things first, congratulations. Because you, you so just much. had a baby two weeks, two and a half, three weeks, three weeks ago. Well done. Uh, so that's pretty good. Thanks Thank for being so here. So You're if welcome. any listeners hear a cat noise or a baby human noise, <laughs> it's this coming from the same source. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> beautiful. All right. Well done. Thank you. Marjorie. Marjorie. <laughs> Very formal. Thank you, Daniel. Um, yes, I'm Marge. I'm from Hobart um, in Tasmania. So I've grown up here most of my life, which is very exciting. Um, so I currently have two roles. So I work um, as a youth pastor um, part-time at the moment for the Hobart Salvos. So I've been doing that for a little while. Um, and then I work in the Youth and Young Adults National Team um, as, yeah, one of the secretaries um, in Tassie. So very exciting to be part of that team. And um, I'm here again because um, Dan asked me to. And, <laughs> and, yes, I will see what I can offer <laughs> to that space. So Another legend who just yes. said yes. 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 <laughs> you just say yes to Dan. That's, that's how I live my life, I think. Oh. <laughs> All right. If you don't, I'll just pester you. So that yeah, that's right. All right. <laughs> um, my name's Lachlan. Uh, I'm just a random guy they picked up off the street. Uh, no, not really. Um, I, I'm i actually, I guess I'm uh, probably fourth or fifth generation Salvo. I used to go to Auburn a long time ago till I was 18. I've uh, been in Wollongong for uh, a lot longer than that, but I won't tell you how old I am. Um, uh, I, I, basically I've got three kids. So a lot of people may know Sarah, who's currently an officer at Parramatta, uh, really? Kyle, uh, who's just recently got married and, yeah, uh, yeah. and my youngest boy, Jordan, oh, yeah. who's, uh, who's doing carpentry. So, um, uh, so three kids, they were all involved in the salvos, uh, and married obviously to Karen. Uh, I'm I work for Salvo's Funerals, so uh, that's my, I'm the operations manager for that. So in Sydney, so I look I do that, which is a, a new venture for the a relatively new venture for the army. Um, and I guess for this, I guess it's around. I was the bandmaster for about seven and a half years in Wollongong, and I'm currently uh, trying to wave my army at the front of the SYB at the moment. Uh, when we can actually play. Um, so, yeah, so um, I'm involved with the youth band. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Woohoo, guys. We ha- Dan, we have such legends on today. It's very I know. exciting. And uh, look, let me say, it, it is very intentional that the three of you are here. These aren't yeah. just people that <laughs> – I didn't just ask you, Will, Neil. We, there is some <laughs> intention there. Um, 100%. Uh, which, you know. I look like uh, a hobo. Yes. Uh, you don't. You look great. That's okay. Um, so I'm going to get to why we asked you. So, Sarah. Yep. You mentioned that you're working at Rev Church, which is a core in South Australia. However, hmm. you have been asked here because 
Now, this is for all three of you. We're going to breach the subject and talk about the subject of intergenerational worship slash ministry health slash intergenerational church, I guess, and and what that means. Um, And you're here because over the last year, year and a half? Mm, Since COVID. Since COVID kind of hit, you have been resourcing the children of the Salvation Army. Mm. Uh, with a very creative and awesome, I guess, video. It's like a TV show, but it's not on TV. It's like They're a cute. YouTube channel um, called <laughs> JREV. Yes. Now, can you kind of speak to what that is and what you've done there? Sure. Uh, so JREV, first of all, was our face-to-face program that we run here at Rev Church. And we've run it as part of either Ingle Farm Salvos or Rev Church for a long time. So it just stands for Junior Revolution. It was kind of we had Rev, which was our high school program, and then those guys started bringing their siblings along, their younger siblings, and we were like, mm, this isn't ideal. So we started something special for primary school kids and then it evolved into including preschool kids and it just kind of did its thing. Uh, and then COVID happened and so uh, we wanted to stay connected to the kids that we already knew but there were too many of them to just, you know, spend all day on the phone to them and they were doing school and other things still. So uh, my husband and I and our team decided to make a YouTube video for them essentially every week Mm. and we just kept going and then uh, we heard from other people that it was a really helpful resource for them, especially in lockdown. So we just kept making it Uh, and then uh, especially as – you know, face-to-face in South Australia came back. Then we'd go back into lockdown. Then we'd come out of lockdown. And we just found having the consistency of the weekly content that we're making was really helpful for kids. Um, And then we kind of expanded it to a full-blown curriculum behind it as well because we'd gone hunting for a a curriculum that we could afford or that was free that included a a digital resource. And we couldn't find anything that we liked or anything Mm. that we could afford. So we just kept making it. So... Now we've made two years worth of stuff. That is pretty awesome. It's amazing. I feel almost too close to it over here that, like, I feel like I can't comment because it would be, like, bias or something. But <laughs> your stuff's <laughs> awesome. Like, my kids watch it. It is. They watch it, it every is. week. And it has been very awesome to see that thing blossom and grow into kind of, yeah, being nationally recognised now and used by a lot of other core that need That's those cool. resources. So Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, you kind of tick the box of intergenerational and children's and youth <laughs> and preschool all in one. and Creative giftings. Creative giftings, yeah. It's all happening. And so then we go to a Marjorie. I'm going to keep calling you Marjorie now. <laughs> or you could call her Margaret. That's what Margaret. Mar- you Mar- like Margaret more? Margaret. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, so good. Who... Works for the youth team, as she says, has been very invested in the youth space for a number of years. How long have you been like a youth leader for, Marge? Um, so we don't often talk about how long. Because <laughs> uh, it, it indicates perhaps the lifespan that I've been around for. Um, but it is, it's like 20 years, hey. So it's over 20 yes. years. Um, so officially as an adult um, is when I sort of became an official leader because that's what you do. Um, and then, yeah, did lots of work, like I was a school chaplain for a while and um, worked 
um, in different youth programs for city councils. Um, and then, yeah, the opportunity become, to become a youth pastor happened and um, just felt like God was saying that was it. This is, this is time to do this full, full-time ministry. And so I did that along with some other youth work roles. Um, and then, yeah, uh, this for, for just on a year, I think, I've been in the youth and young adults team. So, mm, But also very involved in the creative elements too, I believe, Marge. Yes, Uri. that is correct. I um, <laughs> have, have played the tenor horn since grade three. Oi. Um, so that's been real nice. Look out. <laughs> Car- Carol's Christmas is a great time. You don't get to bring out the horn. Very exciting. I actually feel embarrassed about playing the tenor horn sometimes now, but that's all right. <laughs> don't be. Um, it's great. <laughs> yeah, so I actually um, I head up the worship team as well um, at Hobart at the moment. So, yep. um, yeah, that's kind of my my new thing. Like I, I used to do Sunday night services when we did that, but now it's it's the Sunday sort of morning team um the church, so yeah, mm. cool. I love it. Sweet. Ticking, ticking more boxes. Now you can see why I asked these people. <laughs> yeah. Shush, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> Perfect. It's and Lachlan is also another legend. He kind of talked about it a bit before, but you've led in various creative groups and currently, you know, and been involved. You know, I guess we're talking about intergenerational ministry. You've you've been involved in ministries that have that and are currently leading SYB, which is the Sydney Youth Band. Um, for those yep. who don't know, which is also another great group. Um, how long have you been leading yeah. SYB for, Lachlan? Uh, I guess it would be sort of two years. I guess the beginning of last year was sort of the start of it. So all through COVID, so we haven't done much. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, it's been hard. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, probably yeah, beginning of last year, I think, yeah. Yeah, but you were helping out before. Yeah. You've been around with SYB for a couple of years now so it's good yeah i've been involved with yeah i've been involved with them uh probably since kyle's been in it so Kyle's mm-hmm. kyle probably for 10 years i've been involved because i wanted to encourage them to be part of it um so and you know uh and just to be around the guys and and, and help where i could yeah so and then i ended up having the baton so there you go <laughs> <laughs> oh so, so three good. people, three people who are obviously uh, passionate, I would say, about generational mm. ministry, right? So let's just, look, we don't really know where we're going here. We're just going to have a conversation and just see if some gold comes from it. So uh, what I might do is pose the question to all three of you, what what does healthy intergenerational or multi-generational ministry actually look like, um, I guess, to you? Can Mm. you kind of just, I know it's a very big question, but we'll expand from there. I think uh, there's a quote from one of our AOs, Dean Clark, who talks about when we're thinking about, you know, all ages or all generations being together as adults, we hold the remote and we make sure that we turn the TV onto a channel that works for the youngest person in the room, right? Like, so when my nephews come over, we watch Bluey. I mean, Bluey's mm. fantastic and I watch Bluey when yeah. they're not at my house too. Yeah, but but yeah. that's their favourite show. That's what they love to watch and they love to tell me all about it. And so when they come to my house, 
right, that's what I put on the TV for us because I know that it's going to benefit them, but also it benefits me, which is a great byproduct. Mm. But my first thing is to think about, well, for, for Reuben and Abel, what's going to be beneficial to them? What's going to help them grow? What's going to help them mature? Mm-hmm. And so a show like Bluey is a great choice. And I think it's probably a good analogy for the church. So thanks, Dean, for that one. That, <laughs> that as the adults, um, we're responsible for our own faith. But I think mm. we're also then responsible for the people in the room who can't advocate for the, the growth of their own faith yet. Mm. And so for me as an adult, even before being a parent myself, that's always been something that I've been extremely passionate about is how do we advocate for, for people who are younger than us who don't have a voice to be able to communicate what they actually need to grow and mature in their faith? Mm. And how do we sacrifice maybe what our personal preference is? Like I would probably love to be watching anything other than the Bluey Seesaw episode for the seven millionth <laughs> time. <laughs> However. <laughs> Good episode though. Great episode. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what helps my nephews grow and thrive. And so that's what we choose to do. Mm. Preach it, Sarah. Ooh, <laughs> look at us go. That was lovely. You prepared that earlier, didn't you? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got cute <laughs> Yeah, look, maybe for me um, it's it's kind of similar in a sense, but like when I think of that question, I just think it's it's different generations being able to exist potentially in the same space, but it just doesn't look the same. Like it doesn't have to look the same. Yeah. Um, so, and that word kind of connection just comes to mind all the time. So for an example, in a youth space, like obviously jumping around, um, you know, to summer carnival songs, um, shout out summer carnival band, um, <laughs> food <laughs> tunes, um, <laughs> You know, that's a real thing that our, our youth love, um, but our 70-year-old, um, you know, ex-core sergeant major is probably not super keen on getting down to that. Like, he doesn't mind it, but, um, you know, he can still exist in the same space and he might be the person that, um, you know, has conversations at different times with young people or prays for young people or in, invests in different mm. resources. So it's kind of like we're in the same space, but we just have almost a different role Um yeah, if that makes sense. I mm. guess what Sarah was talking about, you know, um, as adults you have the chance to, you know, switch on the TV to something that makes sense to the younger generations. I mm. think it's in that sense coming in to where our youth are at and, um, you know, being kind of what's important for them in that in that sense. So. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. That's good. All right. Um. I guess for me, and look, I guess the band is a really, you know, a band is a very good analogy for it in a lot of ways because uh, in a core band you have older people and younger people. I mean, my my 18-year-old son sits next to a 91-year-old and uh, and I think on the other side has an 80-year-old, you know. Um, and it's so in, in a band sense, if we're not bringing young people through that part of the army and that, that part is going gonna, is gonna to die. It's going to go away. We're going to lose that. So we need, need that to come through and, and for those sort of things. But I think in the, particularly in the church, uh, and I've, I've always been really big on this, I think that the, um, the young people, oh, sorry, the older people need the young people's enthusiasm and the, and the young people need the older per- person's wisdom. And I think um, we've uh, we try really hard to fight 
against that. <laughs> um, and I think we should switch that around by trying really hard to preserve that, to bring that together. And I think a healthy, you know, church has a has a worship band, has a, like for a Salvation Army, has a brass band, has a songsters, has a singing company, has all those things that can all participate, they can all be part of that, but are all focused on on God, on that message for that, that Sunday or whatever it might be. And um, I think we've got to get away from pushing an agenda and really um, what's our focus and how can we contribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm. I'm going to jump in and say we've talked about into like kind of what it looks like, but I guess let's take a step back and like we don't all have to agree or you can have varying thoughts so feel free like that's okay um but do you think having different generations together in a church is important like like should we care about this at all and is it of benefit is it easier just to be like cool they're like just split us off into groups and and generations or is there any value Mm. in having generations together in the first place in the church Mm. big question it is big. Question. Yeah, sorry to drop mm. that one on you. <laughs> I'm always going to say yes and. Like I yep. think I think there's a space for being together and celebrating mm-hmm. together and experiencing Jesus together because, you know, even as Lachlan was saying like when we worship together corporately, then um, there are things we can learn from each other and as recently as Sunday morning, like my friend Nola, who's 94, was holding my son and praying over him and he's three weeks old, which was beautiful and not something that I take for granted. At the same time that that was happening, we had a removal-based kids program where we had preschoolers meeting in one room with their leaders and primary (coughs) school kids meeting with their leaders in a different room. But then after church, we all come together and hang out together and and mm-hmm. people still interact with them yeah. in a godly way and mm. and ask mm-hmm. kids about, you know, what's been going on in their week. And so I think it's yes and. Like I think that there's yeah. a space for mm. yep. lots of different ways of, um, yeah, of sharing Jesus together. And maybe it's more about the values that we share than a, than a um, specific way of doing worship or mm. ministry. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's good. I was going to say, like, I agree with that, um, especially the value statement that um, I think it's finding what actually needs to be the same almost in all spaces and what can actually be different. So, Mm. like, we value the same thing, right? The gospel is the thing that doesn't change um, within any space. Um, The fact that we love people unconditionally doesn't change in any space. But what is is the thing, um, you know, that you can contribute or that you invest in particular spaces might, might differ? Um, and so I, I believe there's lots of value for different generations and, and certainly for the young people I work with, it's been actually really important to have um, different adults that they can interact with at times who might provide like the role model or um, sort of, you know, say parental figure that they've needed in their life um, for whatever reason and, um, and certainly their opportunity to, to hang out with kids as well and invest you know, what they've learned in them has actually been a real valuable way for them to learn things like leadership and, um, mm, you know, yeah. and, and so I think it, yeah, certainly there's value and um, then there's an importance where you can have that time with your generation that is actually really valuable as well for, 
you know, yeah. being with peers that you're kind of doing the same life stage with as well um, also has value. So, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd probably say there's there's two things that I, I sort of see that um, one we're all children of God. You know, we we we're told to come as as a child to God, and I think sometimes we get a little bit, uh, whether that's positional or age or whatever that is, a, a bit high and mighty, and we forget that we've got to come as God as a child. But then also part of that is um, we've got to grow and mature um in our in our faith and and help each other in that so there's that side of it but there's also a practical sense in the church too there's not and i think sometimes we we focus on um sunday and the worship style or whatever that might be we focus on all that stuff but there's actually a practical part of finances of things that need to get done in the church and different generations have different strengths you know there's there's people that are in probably my my area my age and and that that are more financial than younger people that can help you know provide money to the church younger people provide um that availability to you know move stuff around and do stuff in the church older people have that flexibility of being able to volunteer during the day that other people can't because they work so there's that part of it as a church. And I think we forget sometimes that it's not just Sunday worship. Church is seven days a week, our church, and, and how we can contribute totally is that. So I think, yes, it is really important, the generations. Mm. Yeah. Yes. It's, I love that because it's, it's, it's body of Christ stuff, right? Mm. It's like we all have a part to play including the different generations have a part to play in that, whether you're five or 500 yeah. or whatever it is, you know. Well, not 500. That was a bad example, but <laughs> it sounded good. Yeah. If you're 500, please email us. I'd love to hear your story. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We want to hear from you. <laughs> Does a 500-year-old. I'll, I'll give you a card. <laughs> I'll give you a business. I was going to say, does a 500 year old know how to use email? <laughs> True. If your True. 500 send me a carrier pigeon, <laughs> maybe, I guess. Uh, okay. We'll get so, the younger generations to send us an email. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, so the, the big thing I'm hearing over everything is just balance, right? Like everything mm. needs to be balanced. Like Shush mentions Body of Christ stuff, where everyone together. Like we don't want just one arm to be stronger than the other arm or the, you know, your stomach to be different. You get get the analogy. We understand what's going on. Uh, practically, like how how do we do that? Can I throw can I can I throw the million dollar question out in like how do we actually yeah, practically do this because we know, well, I know, I'm just assuming that you guys have had similar circumstances. I know that there are people who might not be willing to let this be a thing or there could be a bit of hardship there. It might be hard for people to let go of something or to accept something or like, like where does this start? Does it start with... I don't know, does it start with the core leadership at a, at a core level? Like, does it start with the pastor 
promoting unity? Like, like, how do we get this? I guess practically speaking, how do you, how do you get this off the ground? How how do you build healthy intergenerational ministry? That's a hard question. It's a very hard question. But let's just get ideas out there and see what happens. Well, with hard questions, I like to think about why you're asking the question in the first place, right? Mm. <laughs> That's my teacher training coming out. But if we're talking about any <laughs> questions, we have to think about why we're asking it in the first place, right? So if we're mm. talking about intergenerational, then then why is that significant or important to us? And if our answer is because we want everyone to experience Jesus, mm. whether they're three weeks old or 94, then that changes maybe what we look for when we think of what that could look like. So it's not about tokenistic inclusion of young people on the platform and it's not about mm. um, it's not about just putting together some colouring in sheets, although that's actually a good start if you're looking for a, a starting point to show mm. young people that you've thought about their presence in the room. But um, it shouldn't be where we finish because the why is that we want everyone, whether they're three weeks old or 94 years old, to experience Jesus and for mm. each of those people, we need a different, almost like, you know, the play school windows, how they had like the square window yes. and the round window. Like there's a group out of the US called Orange and they've done heaps of research around uh, different ages of young people from zero to 18 and what helps them experience Jesus. And it's all based on developmental psychology. So they have stuff for preschoolers, primary schoolers, middle schoolers, senior students, and then through to adults about uh, based on how old people are or what developmental level they're, they're at as young people, what helps them experience Jesus, right? So you've got preschoolers who think like artists or primary schoolers who think like scientists or, you know, middle schoolers that just want to know if they're okay and <laughs> just want to know who they are and and senior students who are looking for a job to do and are looking to make, you know, an impact on the world. We've got all of that plus the adults and then even in the adults you've got Gen Y, Gen X, Gen mm -hmm. Z, mm -hmm. you've got boomers, you've got, yeah, you've got veterans. It just depends who your mix of people are. But if the why is we want everyone to experience Jesus, then with all of that running in the background, it still helps you stay focused. And it means that, yeah, like you might you might think about how do you manage the space so that it, it shows everybody that they're equally valued. So we've done really practical things like we have a playpen in our main worship area and we don't apologize for the fact that there will be toddlers making a lot of rocket ruckus and we have snacks and we have sultanas all over the floor every week at church and but we also have older people who will come along and pick those things up for tired parents or we'll check in with parents during the week or we have five-year-olds who make cards for our older people when they're not well or so it is that yeah crossover stuff but mm. that's just a bit of a vomit of thoughts from my sleep deprived <laughs> brain somebody else <laughs> loved it well done <laughs> yeah it re <clears throat> i think it really is about the culture you are trying to um have in your church and that and that's probably similar to what sarah's saying you know in, in the sense of the why um you know why are you doing this like what what do you want to achieve and and if we want people to be impacted by who jesus is um, and we're saying people as in everybody, then, you know, then then we're going to do whatever we can in that sense for people to experience um, who he is and then who they can be. So I think in that sense, like, you know, from, from the perspective, of, I guess, of my core, um, it's about changing culture. And we have those conversations in our mission team and, um, 
you know, we, we don't always get it right. And unfortunately, not everybody wants to come and journey with you. But if it's, if it's really important, I think um, your intentionality is there and you keep pushing yeah. forward as much as you can. And, um, you know, without a doubt, like you, you have to pray and you have to do those things yeah. that keep you accountable and um, keep you motivated and connected in with who God's called you to be. Because um, mm. if you're trying to deliver culture without having it yourself, like, you know, obviously um, you've got to keep living as Jesus called you to, to live. Um, mm. Yeah. But I think, yeah, like I think the drive for us has certainly been from the leadership space. Um, and it has been a long journey as well. Like it's yeah. it's definitely not stuff that's happened overnight. Um, mm-hmm. But we believe it's important, so we keep pushing forward. Yeah. So. Yep. No, that's great. That's cool. Very cool. Um, I, yeah, I, um, I probably got a little bit of a different view in some, in some ways. I think ultimately, yes, it's leadership and culture that's, you know, in any organisation and generally culture is driven from the top. So, so for sure, um, that's, but that's, can be a long-term, if your culture is not good, (laughs) that can be a long-term thing. But I actually think it just, it's a, it's a lot more simple than that in a lot of ways. I think it just starts with us. It just starts with you guys and starts with me and um, and whoever's listening to this, it starts with them. I think it just starts with conversations with, you know, if for me it might be, com- and I'm probably in the middle generation, so conversations with older people as to why they mightn't like something in particular or what, what affects them, what helps them. Younger people, those same conversations, you know, what helps them, what would you like, you know, those sort of things. And understanding, and I think it's about getting together with each other and talking and and understanding. I think there's a lot of we assume that someone doesn't like something because rather than finding out that maybe they just don't understand something or, you know, or all those things. So maybe it's... It's getting that and understanding and, and sitting down. So ultimately, there's going to be people on the peripherals that don't un, that that won't come with it. But I think if you start to stir that from within yourself, it it it'll start to flow through the organis, you know, through your church, however mm. big that might be. Mm. So. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's authenticity, right? Like like it's. Yeah. Knowing your yeah. why, knowing that really all I care about is Jesus right here and I'm going to be authentic yeah. in whatever I do. And we bring this up in the podcast all the time, especially around yeah. obviously creative arts-based podcast. We just want people to be authentic in whatever gifting they have or whatever they can bring to the table. And that's when I guess the intergenerational stuff works really well if it's just authentic, right? Like mm. I, I know I'm not I'm not a painter by any means i can draw a stick figure but if someone came with an amazing painting that i could see like this is their heart on paper here this is an authentic piece of something it's easier to get on board with something like that so i guess yeah if the culture's right everyone's on the same page all of the practicality actually kind of falls by the wayside because Mm. everyone is looking at jesus not Mm. at like the goalposts of jesus everything else falls in place right Mm. like yeah hmm and That's I nice. think I think the hard work then comes in making sure that the goalpost stays as Jesus. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because I think yeah. the culture yeah. Yeah. the culture slip, there's a term for it that I can't think of. But um 
it's it's so easy for the goalpost to just shift a few degrees left mm. or right. Mm-hmm. And with enough time, you drift off course. That's what I'm looking for, drifting off course. Um, <laughs> so, I th- yeah, I think the hard line is deciding together as a core or as a church what that your why is your why and mm. returning to it over and over, mm. saying it publicly and holding it privately as well, like having the hard conversations with people when you need to mm. and, yeah, making sure that it's not about having a company line but making sure that if people are coming to your church that they know why you exist and um, mm. and why mm. you do what you do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well yeah. put, Sarah. Thank you. Jim. You're on yeah, fire yeah. a bit today, aren't you? Yeah. I should be sleeping more often. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought three weeks off with a new baby and all of a sudden you're like some genius? (laughs) (laughs) It's very kind and true. (laughs) It's good. And I think um, to bring the creative arts into this, because obviously we're creative (laughs) arts podcast also. (laughs) Um, Personally, I think the creative arts is an awesome tool to be able to live out these things, you know, in the sense of music is not like, to play an instrument, you don't have to be a certain age to do mm. it. Like you can, I mean, well, that depends on the instrument, actually. I take that back. Um, like your three-week-old <laughs> isn't going to be playing a I don't know. A he can instrument. make a heck of a lot of noise when he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, you know what I mean? I think the crea- creative arts has an awesome tool to um, be able to serve alongside, to build relationship. Mm. Um, and it's less about in that sense, it's less about the art form itself as opposed to the vehicle it is to, like, be alongside one another. And as you said before, Lachlan, in the sense of um, you have your 18-year-old next to a 90-year-old and they, like, share, they share wisdom and then they share, you know, whatever it is. I think the arts are an awesome tool, vehicle, to be able to do that. Yeah, I I, I think, too, like, something I used to say to Wollongong Band and, I think I've said to this to the SYB. I'm not sure. I can't remember, but that it's not about performance. So um, we've got to be careful. In, I guess in the church that we, you know, it's not about us. It's not about performance. It's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. But we need to make sure what we what we deliver, what we do, is the best that we can do. One, we're doing it for Jesus, and if we're not doing that, then we're not doing it right. But also, if we're not doing the best that we can, there's the the risk that the thing that went wrong, the no, wrong note, the wrong whatever, takes the focus away from Jesus or takes the focus away from the message and those sort of things. So I used to say to the band, I, you know, I really want this right, not because I want the performance and people to pat us on the back. I want it to that it came together with the rest of the meeting and it, and people weren't talking about the second horn player who missed the note at lunchtime. They're talking about, geez, the band's message was great. It fitted with the rest of the meeting. Do you know what I mean? And the focus is there. And I think that's really important. I think sometimes we get a bit blasé about that and then the moment someone says, oh, come on, guys, we need to get this right, everyone thinks, oh, it's all performance. But it's it's not. It's... It's like you guys were saying, the focus is Jesus and, and we've got to take any distractions we can away from that. Mm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I hear you for sure. Yeah. Uh, and look, staying on the creative arts thing just very briefly, it seems like the 
the the way we worship and what uh, I guess we do from a creative arts realm is always kind of lumped into where we're actually like that's where the war comes with generational stuff because it is like this practical way to show differences in things, right? Mm. But I guess what yeah. we're saying and what has always been said in this podcast is it's all about order of relationship, right? Like mm-hmm. creator comes mm-hmm. first, then community yeah. follows and then your craft comes. And if, if, like I was saying before, if you are authentically chasing Jesus and doing whatever you can to follow him and show more people who Jesus is, we don't care what your worship looks like. We don't care what the practicality of your gifting yeah. looks like. We just want Jesus to be shone through that. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, that's right. I, I guess that's kind of somewhat yeah. my wrap up. I don't know. <laughs> I just started talking, and here we are. <laughs> that's what we do on this podcast. We just start talking, and then and then we see where it goes. Yeah, see um, what happens. I've got one last question, if that's okay. And then I feel like this is like a good wrap-up question, though. Perfect. Uh, we can wrap it up after That's what this. I was going to do. Oh, look at us. We're on the same page. Um, <laughs> you will invest in the next generation in various forms, right? Um, and I want to honour you and commend you for that. But my final question, so it's, it's slightly different to what we've been talking about, but why do you invest in the next generation? Why do you put your time and effort into feeding into other people's lives of people who are younger than you? Is that a, is that a big question? Is that okay to ask? It's not okay. No, of course it's okay. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I feel like I've been asked that question a lot of times and I never, <laughs> I never have a good answer for it <laughs> because my answer is I just always have. Like it would yeah. be, it would be a not natural way of being myself to not do that. I, yeah. I think yeah. young people are really fun and I would be really bored if I just had to hang out with adults all the time. Like I literally <laughs> would be so bored. Um, and I think young people help me experience Jesus a lot. So I think it's less about what I do for them and more about how they help me experience Jesus. That's yeah. why I work with young people. They're pretty great. Even when they're <laughs> smelly and weird, they're fantastic. <laughs> When they're weird, they're extra good, I reckon. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, For me, I think, like, I look back to who invested in me and um, to see sort of how that's helped me journey. And so um, that has actually, yeah, just encouraged me to do the same to others. And, um, you know, I can remember the time that I committed sort of in my faith journey for, for me, so I actually decided I would follow Jesus, was from an older person um, asking me questions and coming alongside and, and listening to what, you know, Jesus was saying to them to do. And so that's kind of who I wanted to be, that person that could help others realise their purpose and their worth. And, um, and yeah, I just think that God's called me to, to want to invest in young people to, to help them realise that. So mm. Yeah, it's good. Thanks, Marge. Yeah. Um, I think for, for me... Um, Probably initially, it was probably a little bit selfish, to be honest. Um, it was about my, my boys, and, and I think even Sarah had a bit of involvement in SYB. So I wanted to in, invest in them and um, help, you know, be alongside them and, and encourage them. But as I 
and I was doing, um, I think I was doing the senior band in Wollongong at, at, at the time, and um, I started to realise a couple of things that the senior band, if we didn't keep having people come through, young people come through, the band wasn't going to exist. There was suddenly going to be this, you know, a couple of rows that were going to disappear. Um, but also at the at the SYB level, I was looking at these guys going, there's an opportunity to help and mentor and, and just be part of their lives, I guess. Uh, and the SYB, the music and that was just a, the thing to do, but it was a group of guys that, that and in a lot of cases were in their own churches that had no, um, uh, they had no band, they had no friends, they had no anything, and they came to SYB. And, and then I could help to mentor that or be part of that and, and invest in them, you know, for for their own call and for their own things. So it became, yeah, it started to become more about that and how I could invest and, and help them out, yeah. So. It's good. Oh, you're also inspirational. I feel very <laughs> inspired over here. Uh, well, that was a good wrap it up question, Shush. Well done. Thank you. I, um, I felt long and hard about it. Yeah, good. Uh, what we like to do is uh, we're just going to throw some money your way, guys. Because, yep. uh, look, I don't really know you too well, Lachlan, but now we're best friends. So uh, <laughs> I, I just okay. want to. Not a problem. <laughs> I just want to honour you for your heart for young people and obviously uh, chasing that no matter what it kind of looks like. I just want to honour you for that. Uh, all the years invested, um, like they're all for the betterment of the kingdom. I just want to mm-hmm. thank you for thank you for that from me. Oh, you didn't you didn't influence me, but now we're best friends, so it's great. You've influenced <laughs> me now. But um, we've <laughs> no, never done an honour for three people in a row, by the way. Marge, I love you. I've known you forever since I was mm-hmm. basically a baby in Tassie. We used to go to Hobart Core together when I was oh. like three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, but look, youth camps, we've been around each other so much and I know you have a heart for young people and you have a heart for Jesus. And so I just want to honor you for that. Um, you're amazing. And Sarah feels weird saying something nice to you because normally we just say that you're an idiot and stuff. Uh, you, you and Chris have invested in my own children I've seen your heart through that. You're not just talk. You do exactly what you do for Jesus and for the betterment of his kingdom and for the betterment of our kids. So I just want to thank you so much for that. And being around youth and playing keys in worship bands that I was in. That was always fun. So I love all three of you. Thank you for being here. Thank Look you. out, we're going again because I'm throwing some honour your way. This is fun with three people. We're, we're doing new things. We're making it up. I'm going to go the other way. Sarah, I don't know you. Look at this. Hey. <laughs> I, but now we're best friends. Correct. Um, and, but honestly, your heart for Jesus uh, comes through so clearly. Mm. And I just think you spoke, just listening to you over this last hour, have spoken truth and life. And I have loved listening to you. And oh my goodness, I, I'm so grateful that you're ministering to the next generation because I've seen the J-Rev stuff and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I, I so, um, I don't even know what the word is. Like 
grateful that those kids are under your ministry as such. Like I'm grateful that you're doing what you're doing and that those kids are hearing Jesus because of what you're doing. So um, thank you for being obedient and being in, because I've heard a little bit from Chris in terms of the J-Rev stuff. So thank you for what you do there. And um, yeah, I guess I just pray that J-Rev would just have God's anointing on it and that Mm. it would just be like, like, loaves and fishes that it would just like expand and be multiplied for his kingdom or however he sees fit. Mm, um, but good. thank you for coming on the podcast. You're very welcome. Marge. Hi, Marge. <laughs> Hi. I uh, love you too. And I am so grateful um, for you. And I think the word that always comes to mind when I think of you, Marge, is your authenticity and you're just, you're fun and you make everyone smile and you're authentic. And again, your heart for Jesus is clear. So thank you for investing in the next generation. Thank you for investing in everyone you meet. I feel like it's not just the next generation. (laughs) I feel like you just love people authentically Mm. and it's so wonderful. So thank you for who you are. Thank you for speaking to this podcast. No Um, problem. We we appreciate it. It's been fun. It has been fun. Good, 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 good. Lachlan, uh, I want to throw some honor your way as well um, and just say thank you for all the ministry you do. I've been part of um, SYB under your leadership and, and even when you were helping out before and you always humble about it and always just coming alongside people and want to see others thrive. You just want to see others come to know Jesus and see them do really well. And so always jumping in and helping out wherever you need, like you always just seem to have time to help people and be like, oh yeah, I can do that. If that's going to help someone, hundred percent, I'll go do it. So I guess I want to thank you for your generous heart and the way you just, uh, yeah, want the best for everybody and do what you can to see that happen. We made it. You did it. Well done, Shush. You were preaching there. Look at you go. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I just speak from the heart. Speak. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I will be honest. I thought you said I wanted to give you guys some money, not honour at first. And I was like, I will oh. take the money. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Okay. I sorry. don't have any money what's, to give you. What's the burger joint we're sponsored by again? Uh, yeah. Burger O'Clock. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you one. Mark. Yeah, it's definitely not in Tassie, just so you know. Oh, no. <laughs> that chicken will be really delicious by the time it it'll gets It'll be good. It won't make you sick. <laughs> uh, thank you all for coming. Thank we're you, d- thank you, thank you. We're done. We love you. No worries. Hey guys, thanks for listening to mm. Seven Days. We hope you enjoyed that episode. It was a good one. Uh, so, Dan, if people liked the yes. episode, what can they do? Well, there's a few things you can do if you're an avid listener. <laughs> and uh, first and foremost would be to subscribe. So you click that subscribe button on our podcast, you will be updated every time a new one has been uploaded. Straight to your phone, you'll, you'll find out. Here it is, Dan and Shush in my lounge room with me. So subscribe. Ears. Another thing you can do if you're so inclined is rate. The higher the rating is, the more listeners we get, people. So if you like us and you think more people need to hear this, rate. Rate it. Right away. Don't just let our parents be the only people that rate this thing. So subscribe, rate. You can also leave a comment if you want. Give us some feedback. Uh, We welcome all feedback. You can hit us up at our email as well for around that, which will be in the descriptor of this podcast. But, yeah, just show some love. Show some electronic love. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like. um, Or tell your friends. If it's resonating with you. You Or tell your dear. You need to tell your friends. If you know of any creative people that this would really inspire, please tell them. 
let, let's let's make sure that this isn't just staying in-house. Let's go and get some other people in our community. So you avid seven-day listeners, we love you all, but we want more. Let's do it. <laughs> That's right. And if our podcast, you're just like, oh, man, I love listening to podcasts, but seven days only comes out once a fortnight, well... Don't worry, because actually we have a friend of ours who does a podcast weekly. It's called Stories of Hope. It's with Bryce Davies, who's an absolute legend, and we highly recommend it. So make sure you check it out. G'day, Major Bryce Davies here. We can all use a little burst of hope in our lives. So tune in to Stories of Hope podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Bless you.